G'day punters, welcome to the mailbag previewing a, a pretty big meeting at Rose Hill. Got the two marks, Mark Sheen, Mark Roder and boys, rails out six metres. Firstly, Mark Sheen, what's the weather like, been like and how do you expect the track to play? Well, the forecast is very ordinary, but uh, as I see there at the moment, there's not a cloud in the sky and it's 100 degrees, so they are tipping rain tonight and also tomorrow, so a bit up in the air uh, as to what we're going to end up with, but as it currently sits at the moment, it's very hot here and clear in Sydney. Mark Roden, what's your prediction for a pattern? Uh, yeah, assuming it is wet, you know, in the heavy range, I mean, it's got to be in the heavy range, I would suggest. Um, on the speed and off the fence in the straight. Uh, six metres doesn't really suit back markers, especially in the shoot races, um, but they will be getting off the fence in the straight. Uh, with the rain. If it rains through a meeting, is that a pretty big sign or an indication for either of you to put, like, just pull the brakes up and just slow down big time or not affect you? Oh, well, I think some horses, as the track worsens, even though they've got wet form, uh, a bit like Canasta last week where he won on a slow track, but that was on a, a day where it was there was no rain. Then he bumped into a wetter track last week when it was raining and he couldn't handle it. So, you know, it can vary. But, um, yeah, as it gets wetter through the day, I think those ones with uh, more heavy form normally come to the fore. Yeah, there's probably a few more you can get rid of and um, maybe look for fitter horses too. But they can have an edge over the, uh, the first or second uppers. Okay, we're going to kick off with the Millie Fox race four. Uh, <coughs> market probably comes up on the screen. I'm not sure what Pete normally does, but <laughs> whatever. Um, there's a stack of fresh horses here. First up, but good horses. Mark Sheen, any big trialers here? Look, the top four have all been hard held in their trials, so it's it's hard to gauge how well they're going. Um, they've all been uh, on the bit. Uh, Positive Pieces just had the one trial, um, and uh, she'll roll forward and probably get her own way here. Maybe Exotic Ruby will go up on the outside. Uh, Subpoena will probably be further back than all of those resumers, giving them a start, but um, I think she'd come back quite well, and I think the small field suits her, so... Um, if there's no pattern early in the day and you can make some ground, I thought Subpoena uh, has trialled up quite well. Madame Rouge should get a nice run just off the speed in behind them. It looks a danger to me, but there's not a lot between the top four here. Mark Roden? Yeah, um, I went looking for, well, wet trackers and horses with a bit, oh, either that were fit or had a bit of fresh form. Some of the... I mean, I'll, Positive Pieces is an old friend of mine, and she loves the wet, but can take a run or two. Uh, so I don't really, she's quite short, I thought. Uh, Madame Rouge peaked later in the prep last time too. So, um, and Peanut was very best third up from memory, I think, last time. And not a real heavy track, I wouldn't think either. So I've, I've landed on Asiago, who won first up last time and has won on heavy before, and is certainly bred for it. And... My throw at the stumps will be um, the bottom one, Exotic Ruby. Beaten at midweek's last start, which doesn't read sensational for a, you know, black tight race, but she'll be up on the speed. She's fit. Uh, she's by Snitchell. She's handled the wet and she's down uh, six kilos. Um, at nearly 20 to 1, that's a few boxes ticked there. Uh, and you don't, you don't have to have much on at that price. And I reckon she's a great each way chance. She'll be right in the race all the way. So, there, the I two thought, I think. I find that Madame Rouge just a really. Helmet horse is incredibly hard to catch, but one of the worst horses to catch. Yeah. She's normally pretty good fresh, though. Mm. 
you can see how sort of like held up, held up, savages it, and then all of a sudden we back her second and third up, drop off, she wins fourth up, something like that. That's what usually happens. She should get a nice run there from barrier one. So if the fence isn't just totally off, uh, she should get the right run. Perfect. Race five, Silver Slipper Group Two. Where do we start here, Mark Jean? Well, favourites come out, so things have turned around quite a bit. Home Affairs, uh, well, he looked home the other day. He's a magnificent type. Um, looked about a dollar oh one at the 200, but he was left in front and did face the breeze. So whether he decides to tug in behind them here and take the sit from barrier number one, give him a bit of a smother. Uh, I was quite impressed with Polili's, um both his wins last time in, and I'm going his way. So... One from five for me. Uh, Zeth has certainly made improvement from his first run physically, but I think Home Affairs probably had a bit more improvement looking at them the other day. Mark? Yeah, not madly in love with this race on the wet. Um, I was on Home Affairs when uh, <laughs> he looked home that day. Um, not saying that's why he got beaten, but it certainly felt like that at the time. Um, I wonder whether, being by I'm Invincible, he's going to want much more rain. Because um, he did really seem to put him away in three strides. Um, the track was soft that day too. And I wonder whether it, he just struggled in the ground a bit late. Because he looked like he was going in by three lengths at the 300. And he did paddle late. Um, if, if it's in the you know heavy nine or ten, uh, I don't know whether I'd want to be on him. But to be honest, I don't really know what I want to be on. Maybe Tiger of Malay. I thought he found the line well enough at his debut when he's uh, back in, when was that, in October. So he's had quite quite a long break. But it, he did, um, he did uh, yeah, find the line well and looked like the extra trip was going to be what he was after. Uh, limited evidence, but the extreme choices are looking like they might handle the wet okay. That's very early doors with them. Um, Dio's an interesting first starter. Didn't think there was anything wrong with its trials. And oh, I mentioned this thing in a review. that it, it, I reckon I'll get back to 100 to 1 again and might be a place chance is the bottom one, Dula Teela, with the very unfashionable connections. But I think both its runs have had a bit of merit. And she uh, nearly got into the placings last time and could, could run a race a few jobs again. I'll be, uh, I'll be listening to what Rob says here before I do anything, I think. Yeah, Rob will be on course providing uh, mounting yard mail via the app. So head to the mailbag.com.au if you want to get that. It's pretty key with all these fresh horses. Race number six, boys, Parramatta Cup. Dang, mate. 1,900 metres. Very unique trip, really. Grey, grey, grey for me, personally. How do you guys handle that sort of unique trip? Well, it can be an advantage uh, to be drawn inside or if you've got pace outside, come across and, you know, take up a position. So it can be a bit tricky on occasion. It doesn't look to be a lot of speed here. Sacramento certainly has all favours in front. Uh, he did run fifth in the derby on a heavy track, but he was a very tiring fifth. So the jury's out with uh, me um, if it does get to the heavy range. I'm going a little bit wide here with uh, Dudu's Dart, who ran two good races in Sydney last time in. This is the first time he struck a wet track in Australia. He's got very good wet form in Ireland. I've looked up a couple of his wins over there and he got through the ground quite well. And the fact that he's on a seven-day backup where a lot of these horses are resuming from a spell, I just thought getting onto that wet track for the first time in Australia he might be worth a throw at the stumps. Uh, Sacramento, obviously the one to beat if he can get through the ground. Mustard a big query, won this race last year with the same weight. 
similar track gets through the ground well, but there are a lot of question marks with these uh, horses resuming from a spell mark. Very much so. And uh, yeah, you've got the three Australian bloodstock horses first up into it. Um, two we've seen before, one we haven't, which muddies the waters a bit. Yeah, as you said, Mustard G won this first up last year on wet ground. Um, did, didn't race to the same level uh, in the spring as the autumn, but he certainly likes the wet. Raheem House is a bit in the same boat. He was terrific on wet tracks last autumn, but um, didn't show that form in the spring either. But uh, he, he's first up without a trial. I mean, I wouldn't want to be weighing at 33 to 1, put it that way, on a, on a wet track. Um, yeah, Sacramento on the soft at 2.30. Not for me, I have to say. Um, uh, the other Australian bloodstock runner collide is a very interesting run. It, its figures would win this if it is at his best, but he does look like he wants a fair bit further than 1900 to show that. Against that, he's probably prepared differently um, out here. So he's certainly got the ability. Um, yeah, very, very tricky race. Um, to do start, I, um, yeah, I've, he, he's got a decent race in him for sure. I'd like to see a different jockey on him, to be brutally honest. Um, but it is, it's a, it's a very tricky race. All I can say with any certainty is I won't be backing Sacramento at that sort of price. Um, any sort of push for Collide from Rob or somewhere else, I, I could entertain backing it. But the market certainly aren't taking any risks with him, are they? So, yeah, very, very tricky race for me. With, with, uh, we had a good chat during the week, Mark Roden, about weight, and particularly weight in staying races. Yeah. To, to like explain that to the viewer, you're... A simple version of what you're, you're thinking is the longer the race, the less you worry about weight, unless it's a Caulfield Cup, a Melbourne Cup, etc. Well, yes. My, my, I mean, that, that sounds sort of counterintuitive almost because, you know, the further you have to carry weight, the more it should matter, you know, just in terms of physics. But I, a lot of middling or lower grade stayers are one paced. And they if, if they drop from 60 to 48, they don't go any faster. So if you're working with weight-derived ratings, you're going to have an inflated view of that horse's chances if it's way down in weight and vice versa. So I think in this sort of race, you're getting up to the sort of class where weight will have an effect because some of these horses are pretty classy and can have a bit of a turn of foot, which is where weight really comes into play. But if, um, you know, if it's a benchmark 60 or whatever out at Wagga and, you know, if something's down in class and getting up to 61 kilos, that wouldn't worry me in the, in the least. Um, yeah, so th that's where I maybe think a bit differently to wait and stay in races to other people. What do you think about that, Mark, Sheen? Well, I don't think we have the spread of weights like we used to, especially in the big handicaps. Um, I think that's changed a lot over the years. They came 46, 47, the limit. So um, that has changed a little bit. I think it depends on the type of horse they are too, if they're a lightly framed horse or if they're a big, strong type, if they can handle weight. So um, I'm a bit ambiguous about it, to tell you the truth. Well, I find the comment on um, and the research there on Dadu Start's wet form overseas is a good push. I think the the Skyman form, even though it's a, a benchmark 84 maybe, last start, I reckon that Skyman is above average and will like, progress through the grade. So it might be a good form reference and it might be the horse's best chance to deliver on the height. Let's put a joke on it. So. <laughs> well, I think the seven-day backup's in his favour with uh, yeah, a lot of the first uppers here. So, you know, I think it around double figures he's worth a, worth a throw. You'll get a price at least for the rider. Race seven, the Hobartville Group 2. Up comes the market, up comes the speed map, most probably. North Pacific boys, Mark Sheen, what do we do? 
Well, he's two out of two in the heavy and very impressive in both of those wins, but uh, he was pretty dour the other day. Look, if you look at their run, it's hard to back him over Prague out of the same race. Uh, Prague sat three wide at the back and circled him and, and went away from him, and Prague comes up with barrier number one here. So, um, look, he'll probably be hard in the market, but I just want to see that coat glowing again. It wasn't glowing last week, so that is uh, a big thing for him if he parades a little bit better. I have to be with Pelzer here. There's absolutely no speed in this race bar, Easy Campisi. He's unbeaten in the wet. Um, finds a perfect running transit here. Um, looks a bet to me. Mark Broden? Yeah, um, inclined to agree. I really um, I, I like the New Zealander, Egon, um, by Sacred Falls, uh, one of the best wet track sires going around at the moment. I really want to like him, but it does he does seem to have a fairly one-dimensional racing style, meaning he will get back uh, and he'll probably be better over a shade further. Uh, and conversely, Pelzer, as we know, is going to be first or second in the run, just in the absolute bang right spot for what I expect the pattern to be on Saturday, handles the wet. For one, if you wanted to be picky, you could say that he, much, he performs much better at Randwick than Rose Hill, which is strange because Rose Hill's his home track, but that's, that's probably jumping at shadows. He does seem to set up really well here um and north pacific if if we hadn't seen that race uh, a fortnight ago north pacific would be six to four in this um and you know if he gets out to silly odds you could on you know sp profile and such talk yourself into backing him but i suspect a drift uh on saturday might suggest that he's completely cast i couldn't really see a scenario where i'll be on him but um at the moment i would suggest um even though Peltz is start, starting to shorten, the presence of uh, North Pacific is making the market a bit for Peltzer, so I reckon I'll be with him. Interesting <laughs> comment, though, from Mark Sheen about the, the the parade of North Pacific, and I think Rob penned it as well. Yeah. Right so there is there's a few boxes that could sort of end up ticking that really switches a bit for you, Rob. from that first run. Yeah. All right. Really well, you'd expect him to shorten, though, so... Race eight, benchmark ninety-four. Tavisan. Mm. <laughs> oh, Tavisan, it's it's north. You got a bit of Victorian form, a bit of Melbourne form. That's a little speed demon, that thing. Hard to hold. Tom Cherry with the handlebars down. Boys, what do we like here in race eight? Yeah, I, th I found this a very tricky race. Uh, look, I come up with M and eight, but I don't want the track to get uh, too bad. Um, she does have a bad failure on a heavy track, but it was a ramming through the winter. And the track was horrendous at that stage. Um, she looked above herself first up. She was not ready. And she sat three wide facing the breeze with a big weight. And she's only a tiny filly or tiny mare now. She drops to 52. And if the track isn't uh, bottomless by this stage, um, I think she's got a good chance here with all the speed in the race. She should just park off them. I think this is a hard race, though. But uh, Emanate on top for me, number 12. Coach and Soda. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree again. This is very, very difficult. The one I have constructed a case for at Big Odds is the top weight handle, The Truth. He has won fresh and he has performed okay on wet ground. And he's around $17. Uh, this is not a race I'm uh, wildly excited about. And the rain only really muddies the waters, I think. Um, but Space Boy handles the wet, but I don't know. There's, there's, speed, there's going to be speed inside it, so we, it might it might be gassed early. Um, M and eight wide last start, 
um, the thing from Hong Kong, Flat Heaven. Um, trialed okay, but seems to map ordinary. Mm. Tavis, do you reckon pressure on a wet track might get rid of Tavisan? Because there's yeah, a few. Yeah. No, I, I find the horse real hard to catch. It's sort of yeah. like, I want it the valley. If it's a Canterbury or something, you know, I'd be interested. Munitions is the interesting runner here. Being Gelder, it looked very, um, very fresh in that run at uh, Flemington last time in and also in his trial. Uh, maybe they've gelded him to try and get him to settle in his races, but he was very keen uh, in that trial at Rose Hill. But he did hit the line quite strongly. So I'd suggest a query on him um, if you can get a report on how he looks in the yard. Yeah, I was going to mention that horse. It, it looks to me like the the, the obvious here. Yeah. Well, he seemed to trial a lot better than his jump out at Flemington before he ran at Flemington. So, to my eye, he looks to have improved from one preparation to the other. Yeah, but don't quote me, but I, I think Ollie might have said something along those lines too. Like, it just needed, it wasn't 100% right, but it's got good ability, potentially. Okay. The, anyway, wasting on the last... So, just before you go on, mate. Uh, the, the negative on music munitions is that his standout worst overseas performance was on soft in France. Yeah, yeah he was unplaced in a group one, wasn't he? That's yeah. why you watch the show, boys. Like, wow. He's dug deep there on every every single pony. Unbelievable. Race nine, the last. Lakeen's favourite for J-Mac and James Cummings. Do we want to bet here, boys? Look, this trial, well, uh, Lequeen also, uh, he's only had the one trial, though. I'm just looking at his runs in France. Uh, look, he looked honest, but he didn't look anything special. Um, he'd have to really be glowing in the yard for me, I think, to take that price at the moment if it's wet. I thought Fulmina freshened up here. Admittedly, this is probably just a touch short of her uh, best distance, but she does go very well fresh and does love heavy ground. Sherry takes two off its back. And if they can run on from the back of the field, I thought uh, she'd run well in the last number five. So maybe in an each-way basis for Mina. Kjotjen? Yeah, um, dep depends if it gets a run. If the fourth emergency gets a run, Wheelhouse, I think he's pretty promising. Don't know if gate one's going to be any spoil by race nine. But love the way he attacked the line. I mean, that was a terrible race he won at Kensington, but he was the one horse with any sort of upside out of that event um dropping down to the limit uh three-year-old against older horses i could entertain him but it's i mean it's a good chance of getting a run on the heavy track i suppose there'll probably be scratchings lakeen favorite type query i wouldn't have to be much good to win this i think certainly can see the case for four mina um really like star spangled radio's last run um and he has some wet form but his last two runs on wet have been well below Par, so have to take him on trust at best. Um, yeah, I think I will be very much wait and see here, but hoping Wheelhouse gets a run because if he does, I reckon I'll be on him. Which would be the horse out of every horse racing there on Saturday that you're most excited to see? Mark Um Well, I suppose that two of race has fallen away a little bit. Um, look, I want to see Aegon. I know I've tipped against it, but I. Just as a, a future viewpoint, um, if he's going towards the Doncaster or the Derby. And this horse uh, from France in race three, uh, Ziegfeld or Ziegfeld, um, has got some very good form overseas and uh, some very good wet form as well. So we used to just see how he parades. Have you seen the trial for uh, Vowmaster? I certainly have. <laughs> What's the report there? Is it, and is it running in Sydney, do we know? Or it's not, it's not in Melbourne too? 
Um, there was a bit of talk on Wednesday at the races that it might even scratch from both and go to Gosford next Wednesday. I'm not to set, not that's not set in stone. So I think a lot will depend on how much rain we get. Um, he'll, I'm pretty sure he'll run in Sydney um, either on Saturday or next Wednesday at Gosford. He'll start at ten at Gosford. Yeah, it'd be pretty short. He's heading towards the Arrowfield, and um, look, look, his wins have been outstanding, and his trial was was just as good. I was on the thing he beat first ever start <laughs> at Cointon. <laughs> he circled him. <laughs> uh, so the trials are good, Mark. Well, he's only had the one. He went half pace, and I think he ran. You know, his splits were unbelievable. So if you can trust your eye to that, uh, he looks pretty good. Coach and Soda, what's the horse you're most excited to see on Saturday? Yeah, Mark got in first, Egon. Uh, I think he's smart. I think he'll be unsuited on Saturday, but I'll be looking for him to get home. And if he can overcome those um, difficulties or forecast difficulties and win, we might have a pretty good one on our hands. But, yeah, he, he's the one that um, I'm looking forward to seeing. All right, Mark Sheen, best bet and a value bet, please. All right, well, I'm going best bet race three, number three, Ziegfeld, or Ziegfeld, I can't pronounce it. Um, uh, you can't pronounce horses' names, <laughs> given your pedigree and experience. What fucking chance are any one of us? <laughs> he looked a good wet tracker to me in France. It was an absolute bog there one day. They ran 141 for 1,600, and he was just run down in a, in a group race. So I know he's only had one soft trial, but if it's genuinely wet there on Saturday... Uh, he's going to get my money. I'm going to back Peltzer. And I think Fulmina is a good each-way bet in the last. Beautiful. Mark Roden. Yeah. Um, Race-by-race analysis, prices, and where else are you betting on Saturday as well? There'll be another joint. Back to Newcastle off the two-day so break. You get Rose Hill and Newcastle delivered by the app, <laughs> themailbag.com.au. Support the show. Support Mark. Um, I my the race I'm keenest to bet in is race four, where I want to back Asiago and Exotic Ruby, um, two horse play there. And yeah, uh, if if Barry One isn't a complete no go and he gets a run, Wheelhouse in the last. Beautiful boys, thank you very much. Thank you to PonyForum.com.au, the database we use to support us and our show. I hope you guys have a fat weekend. I hope it's not too wet for you on course, Mark. Nothing We're worse. Right, mate. Plenty of cover there. Uh, Rose Hill's good. Ramick's a disgrace. <laughs> we'll make sure if you see Rob look after him because he'll get in his little head. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys. Thanks. See you, mate. Thanks a lot. We'll see you.